1: And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit slash awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
2: Okay, we start right. So once, once the damage has been done, we can resort
3: yeah.
4: of <laughs> out. Unless you're going to nip out and buy one now. <laughs> Episode 267 of 20 Minute Tims, I'm your host Jamie and I am joined by Martin Melly and
2: Stephen. Jamie, I am delighted to be here. What a phenomenal start to our season and I just could, I'm overjoyed to be sitting in this very chair. There's nowhere I'd rather be, nowhere at all.
4: I am wearing, for viewers on our YouTube, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can check it out on YouTube, 20 Minute Tims. Smash that subscribe button. we will notice that I'm wearing a red shirt because what I intend to do is get so angry that my face is going to match the colour of this. Of this shirt that I'm wearing tonight. We have been recording this podcast, Melly, for how many seasons? This is our seventh. And how many times. Checkpoint. Yeah, And how many times, Stephen, have we had to record the Celtic have crashed out of the Champions League at the early stages
2: to a team we should have fucking pumped podcast? Well, it's four in a row, isn't it? It's, mm. it's four in a row and possibly more, stretching yeah. back into the early five days. Five, five out of seven. Five. out of seven. We've been in the Champions League twice since we started this. Yeah. yeah. Remarkable. What a, what a phenomenal record. But yeah, it's four in a row. We're heading for ten. We're going for <laughs> going to try and secure the 10, 10 in a row of going out or going out of Europe or going out of the Champions League to vastly inferior teams in terms of their resource and turnover and all that. We're, we're there's no ex- absolutely solid record recent it's, years. Okay,
4: the games come early for Celtic is is what they say. The games come early for all these clubs, Melee. I had a look back at the, just the last three seasons. Celtic's wage bill outweighs the last three teams that have put us out of the Champions League we wage bill to power of three. So our wage bill is greater than all of those other teams combined. We could pay the wages of Cluj, Ferrin, and Mittiland players. All of those players we could pay the wages of. And maybe have some a lot of money left over to pay more wages than anyone else in the Scottish League, and get put out by it. And it's the same old shit. And it's and and I know it's all early days and blah blah blah. But these games need to be won. You need to find a way to win them. Why did we not beat my island?
3: I think it was just a case of one or two players. I think if we had I had Carl Starfelt and Furuhashi in a couple of weeks before, we would have went through there. It gave us options. It gave us somebody at the back. We've seen this, we've all been talking about it, it's coming, this is coming, these games, we're going to go into them unprepared. I didn't quite think we'd go in this bad. This was the worst out of the lot for me because Micheland, they were decent, but you're just looking at that team going, that's not good enough to compete at any European level. The Conference, Europa League, this is the Champions League. And again, it was a winnable tie. All it would have taken is one or two players in that team. We played okay over the two games. We'd never get ripped apart. We didn't. We conceded silly goals from individual mistakes. But again, it's a game you're looking at going, that was there to be one. And now we see today, we've had the draw and all that, how difficult it's going to be to get into the Europa League yeah. just because of these ties. It's getting to the point now where we're not going out of the playoffs. We're not going out the third round. We're going out of the first available opportunity. It's as if the people at Celtic This creeps up on them But we've all been saying It's coming But also Do they care about this What are Celtic now Because they're not A European club Stephen obviously
4: Depending on who you Speak to at Celtic If you spoke to anyone At Celtic last season They would have told you No big rebuild required Yes, Everyone Apart from Celtic Obviously But everyone now Even Ange A wee bit Is starting to talk about The amount of work That's needed done at Celtic Now there's two things To address there One Were the club deluded Last season About how much work Was involved (laughs) (laughs) Now that even the manager's talking about How much work's involved with the club in In a state of delusion And that's why they didn't address it Secondly As fans Do we just need to accept now That this rebuild is taking place And that this game Was just too early Do we just need to go To rebuild the club there's going to have to be some sacrifices.
2: Ah,
3: yeah, 100%.
4: And, and do we just need to accept that the Champions League this year...
3: Can I just jump in here see if the, we could see the rebuild happening? I think we would accept that, but we can't see it happening, can we? No. It, <laughs> we've been told that there's no rebuild. Then. We'll, link,
4: we'll link with a guy am Shamrock Rovers a day, mate, so oh. relax.
3: 23-year-old centre-half centre for Shamrock Rovers. Uh, Christopher Iyer's 23 years old and we've just sold him. Precisely. So, uh,
2: th- th- I don't think there's any doubt that this rebuild is going to come with a, a fair degree of suffering and I don't mm. think it's going to be a case where we can still cling on to all things I don't think we can be like right there's a massive rebuild needing done Well, also we need to win every game we need to be in the Champions League we need to the, the, I think the sacrifice is going to have to come that this is going to take a lot more time than we thought I'm not excusing anyone but I think we need to strap ourselves in for a little bit of a bumpy road towards Do you think us. it's going to get worse before it gets better? I don't, no I don't think it will get worse I think this is this is the unfortunate thing what I've been talking about with these games all along is that right, if we get through these, it's just a case of, right, phew, absolute relief, and we can roll on to the next one. Hopefully we'll get three players in by then. So I think the, the rough period, I think the plaster has probably been torn off, and I think this is maybe the worst it could get just now. Famous last words, clip that, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I, I think now that we are getting players in, not quickly enough, granted, but I, th- I think this is hopefully the worst of it. The tragedy is there's already been damage done yep. da- mm-hmm. damage that can't be repaired we can't get back into the Champions League but three points behind in the league we'll come to that that's that's not the, the be all and end all we're not out of the league race but I think st have we'll um, give heads- we'll yeah, effectively we'll, given them a head start Yeah, yeah I think we well having lost the first league game of the season it's like see the thing is regular <laughs> listeners or long term listeners will know that on occasion we have like comedic names for these podcasts that go along the lines of like an astonishing rant, like in a kind of tabloid parody, mm. astonishing rant. But see, sitting here just now mm. with what's happened in the last week. I've not even get the, I've not even get the energy about me to summon up any kind of like full indignation. Oh, I, I, do. I, 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 do. I do. But what I mean is that I can't, I can't say here and go, Oh, this is a, this is a disgrace and like Cause the, the fact is, I'm not surprised in the slightest that I'm not, I'm not blown away by what's happened to Celtic in the first couple of weeks of the season because, quite frankly, this is exactly what we deserve. It's not if we'd have got through that tie again, it would have been relief, but would have been would have been lucky to be to be perfectly honest. Given the damage that's been done to the squad, given the half fast nature of this rebuild, I think we would have been scraping through, and the wake-up call would have come at a later date anyway. Yeah, but but see when you saying
3: what you're saying there what you said Jamie about are we just going to, need to accept this but it didn't have to be like this no. this game isn't as if the UEFA have went oh by the way we've moved all that forward we knew this was coming, this was the important one because we've seen with the draw we would get PSV, no matter who we got in the next round it was going to be difficult then for the final game it would have been possibly Benfica or Shakhtar or something like that so Celtic were never going to qualify for the Champions League in a normal season this season no. because they didn't win the league but to have to go into this game where you think, right, it's a new manager in, give him a head start, a couple of players in, we'll get going. But to have him having nobody in there apart from a 19-year-old winger is the only signing he can play is unacceptable. And it's a game that, again, Celtic could have easily went through if individual errors hadn't happened but these individual errors happened because you're either playing players not good enough or players who are yeah. simply we'll, aren't we'll ready. That,
4: we'll come to that with a heart scheme. People so, say, you know, if, if X, Y, and Z, then these are going to happen over the course of games. Yeah. Even when you're winning 4-5 or five, now, individual errors are going to happen. You're going to maybe let in a stupid. It's, the, the problems at Celtic just now, I feel, run so deep. and You just need to take one look at that team that played against Midland that went out against Midland On paper, Stephen, I heard you say this in the reaction pod, on paper, that team should be good enough, right? If you just if it's like top Trumps or football manager, and you just put down everyone's stats versus the Midlands stats, but what you're no factor then here is odds and Edward. Mine seems to be elsewhere.
2: Yeah,
4: um, a bad as Justin, perhaps you know he's not fully up to speed. Soro we're now starting to discover that maybe Soro wasn't so good. He was just better than a crap Scott Brown, Greg Taylor, Ralston don't fit the system. Welsh and Murray are. I'm not good, well, not, not good enough, but they're not experienced enough, and we've got goalkeeper problems. So when you factor in all these different facets of what is going on at the club, you look. I'm looking at Andrew. I genuinely feel sorry for the guy. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. He's got one hand behind his back, and he's putting a brave face on, it and he's saying, "Look, I knew the job was, and I knew what was involved." But at the same time, he's saying, "Look, we're not good enough. We're not good enough. The final third, I'm, I'm not good at doing a good enough job." And and I, I kind of feel like it's gotten to the point where. It's like out of his hands. Someone yeah, else needs to that,
3: that, help the guy out. That that team isn't a team to compete in Scotland, I would say. That would struggle to win 30 out of 38 games because you can't have that. You can't have two fullbacks who aren't suited to it and who quite simply aren't good enough anyway. If you, if, even if Ange was to play fullbacks that bomb on, those two can't do that either. Mm. So what's he going to do? He can't change his system there. Even if it, when it got to the point where Celtic they let an equaliser. If he turns round, he's like, what can I do here? Yeah. I've got literally one player in James Forrest who can come on and maybe make a difference. After that, there's nothing. It's guys who are either off form or not good enough. And even the guys that are on the park, Odin Edmond hasn't been on form. There's so many players off form. And as you said, all it takes is one mistake from one player. But Celtic have got a goalkeeper who's not good enough. The back four, two are inexperienced and two aren't good enough. So that's five players to start with. Then you move into the midfield. If Sorrow makes a mistake, Turnbull's still a young guy. Mm. A badder's just in the door. And Odson Edwards is misfiring. That's nine or ten players where you can't afford any mistakes. Add to that the low confidence. Add to that the morale around the club. Mm. It's a concoction that was always going to end this way. And Celtic, I think, done well to get to extra time. Well, that,
2: that's it. To combine both of the points you've just made, this, you, you talk about how we're a good team on paper. It's starting mm. to look a little bit more solid now that there's a couple of players back. But the fact is, we're carrying so much baggage just yeah, now yeah. that the, the superior talent on paper just doesn't account for anything it because doesn't, it accounts for absolutely no, nothing now. No.
4: I mean, looking at that benchmark, a Yeti Roger, and Bowling Goalie, might as well get rid of them. Yeah. If no we one can could find them, <laughs> if we can find them to take these guys, we might as well get rid of them. All this stuff about past glories. the, the club need a real proper clear out. And I'm looking at it and the more I watch Celtic the more it started, to... I mean, we all knew that the rebuild was going to be huge.
2: We to be, the more I'm looking at it, the more fucking... Is this actually a bigger job than we all thought? <laughs> because it seems that like last season never ended, Stephen. Well, the, the thing where a rebuild is that it's all very well saying that for months and months on mm. end, but when it actually comes to doing it and it... <laughs> we've kind of hit the wall with it now because the results have turned terrible over the last several, several months, obviously. But mm. now that with the season has started and things aren't any better, we're all of a sudden faced with the reality of what a rebuild actually means. And mm. it's, it's a lot worse than just saying it. Well, see,
3: I was thinking about this, but when you look at sort of last season's team, you had Barca, or Baird and Goal, Pretty much, they're not good enough, so we needed to do something there. Duffy was always going to leave. Aya was always going to leave. John Joe Kenny replaced Frimpong and uh, El Hamad, so he was only in a six month loan. He was going to leave. Laxalt was going to See, leave. So, all the Scott Brown was going to leave. All these people were leaving. There was no doubt that they were leaving. We've still got Christine Edward, who are most likely to leave. It's not as if we can say, oh, maybe these players want to go they don't want to be here these were either loan players guys going out of contract or guys that want to go there's no excuse
2: to To even think that these guys are going to be sticking around and you need to replace them just just to be clear um, on what I said uh, I mean that I don't mean the the rebuild is worse than we imagined. I mean, to be actually in it, it's, it's, it feels worse than the uh, kind of abstract concept of yeah. there's a rebuild on uh, the way coming. It should be quite fun
3: because it should be a, ro- yeah. like a, a revolving door. Guys coming in and guys going out, but it's just guys going out and you're like, mate, can you hold on for a couple of weeks, please?
4: <laughs> it's like the, the Donald Rumsfeld quote. You never thought you'd listen to it. He goes, was he said, there's known knowns, there's known unknowns, and there's unknown unknowns. <laughs> and that's kind of what we're in the middle of yeah. here with this rebuild. Every week you're like, you think like so. You look at Edward and you go, right, okay, well, you know, it's not the it's not the best squad, and we, you know, we've got Edward's on the way out, but at least we've still got him for these games, and we should play him. Then you look at it and go, there's no point? Playing, there's no. almost no point playing him. But he's obviously a half cocked Edward, as I saw him in the paper, like a gun. <laughs> incidentally, as <laughs> um, is as is a better option than uh, Lee Griffiths and a Yeti, and it's hundred percent right. Yeah. But I, it, maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm being a bit short term about it, right? But two players we discussed on a previous podcast, Doig and Nisbet, definitely leaving Hibs Better than what we've got. Oh. Don't need to don't need quarantine. It seems like an absolute no brainer, but we're still persistent. And you can you can go and get Doig, who's a young guy, and another left back in. You can do both.
2: The yeah. money's there to do it. We did he, that a couple of seasons ago and go and get two left backs. One domestic, still base, stuck with them. One, <laughs> one domestic. <laughs> young yeah, guy that would mean four left backs <laughs> and one a, a European uh, base player in bowling goalie. We well, went no did it before. It just turns out neither of them are good enough. But it's not like it's not beyond the realms of possibility that you can go and get two players for a position yeah. at the same time. C-
4: you Hibs would take Greg Taylor. That's probably Greg Taylor's level. Hmm.
3: I-, I watched the Hibs game yesterday and Nisbet was good. Huh? He, 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 we didn't score, didn't assist, but he had, he had some a, scouting you've done there. Uh, the he <laughs> had he had a hand in the, the goals, and you're just looking at it. It's pretty much a no-brainer for Celtic: just go and get him. Is he better than Lee Griffiths? M. D. Is right now because he's not even fit enough. Is he better than Albin Ayeti? Yes, because he's doing something on a pitch. And Odson Edward is misfiring, and he will be away at some point. But even if we brought in Nisbet, we'd still need somebody else as well. We know Kevin Nisbet's talent, Stephen, but can he have a laugh? <laughs>
2: dog that's my friend is an in joke (laughs) everyone in here enjoyed it but we'll we'll leave it up to the imagination oh and and one other person will get it how much of this
4: though does land on the manager's shoulders like i I know he's got one arm tied behind his back but he's won i'm now doing my my, is he won one game since he came in
3: well charlton uh, friendlies, we'll not count them, but it's zero out of three. De- well, I'm doing my flavour buying competitive, g- friendlies, competitive but... games, zero out of three. I mean, what well, a win it was, though.
4: I, I know, <laughs> surely there's enough there to navigate a win in some of these games.
3: Yeah, well, I was thinking about this as well today, looking at the games in isolation. I don't think Celtic have played poor in any of the games. I think yeah. they've had a lot of possession, well, sometimes not doing anything with it, but when you, you look at it sort of forensically. The first Michelin game, near beaten, get sent off after mm. being an absolute mug. Barkas throws one in the net, despite Celtic not really conceding many chances or not being ripped apart. We go to the second Michelin game. Their first goal, Greg Taylor lets his man run off him. The second goal is an extra time. Celtic are a wee bit wary. Paper-fin squad. David Second phase from a, a free kick. David Tumble lets his man go. Mm. And there we go. The game against Hearts, we have the first goal... Starfell all over the place, defence all over the place, goal. Hearts have something to cling on to and just sat in the whole game. And then the second Hearts goal is a flighted ball into the box. We're near beat on. We'll discuss it later, but does nothing. And Scott Baines miles off his line. Every goal was avoidable, but every goal was an individual error. We've not been ripped apart. Mm -hmm. We've not conceded chance after chance we've had
4: but look see this individual
3: errors part see when
4: I hear people say that the one man's face comes to my mind Stephen it's Neil Francis Lennon that's what I heard all season for Neil Lennon individual errors and people would say to Neil Lennon well you need to find a way to win these games and you know like so so we know we know already that Ralston and Taylor can't play the fullback way that Ange Posta Cogley wants them to play so can Ange coggle? he must have more than one up. but he must, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but he must look at that middle and go, right, well, do you know what? I'm going to augment what I'm doing with my fullbacks just to get us through these games. Oh, did, Is it a no bit ideological to continue to play this way when he's admitting he doesn't have the players? When he, he, You need to, you, for all it's having done, surely there's an element here that the manager needs to start winning football games and yeah. stop saying I don't have the players or not. Come on.
3: But, but for me, if Ange Postacoglu comes in here and sells us this, this is my philosophy, this is my way of playing, and we all bought into it, we're all looking forward to it, he's told the players, apparently they've brought, bought into it as well, and then after one game he goes like, see everything I've spoke about, everything I believe in. throw that in the bin and we'll do something else, he can't he do that. He doesn't have
4: to do that though, what you can say is look look lads. We're up against it here. But well, here's you, that's the plan. What I said.
3: Do you want Taylor and uh, Ralston to bomb on? They can't do that. They're no. not. They're not good enough mm. to do that. So either he changes what he believes in, which I don't think he should do, or he sticks with it and tries to make it better until he can get the players in. There's no excuses for Celtic not having the players in. He can't come up with this all this philosophy and go. Do you know what? Yous aren't good enough because if he doesn't believe in his own system,
2: his players aren't going to, and then you lose them as well. There's also a case for the defence, I would say, or not not the literal defence, but the defence <laughs> the, the defence of the system is that, yeah, I totally agree with what Melis just said about the, you can't just abandon it. You can maybe adjust it slightly, but... Celtic like kind of did. Yeah, what, you, what we need to remember as well is we're in a very difficult period at the moment. It's it's ugly, we're not playing well. Well, we're playing okay, but not getting results, mm. obviously. We still need to get a tune out of these players somehow. So again, turning around to these guys and saying, right, I've got this firm belief in the way that I want to play. We've all discussed it for weeks that I've been here. We've all worked on it, but you guys aren't good enough to deliver it. So we're going to play 4-4-2 four, four, and get the ball in the mixer. <laughs> I know you that's all. Two <laughs> I, I, That's obviously an exaggerated example, but I think in order to ex- continue to get the quote the best out of these players, we need to try and show some belief in them. And I don't know what, what telling them that they're not capable of playing yeah. the way. And do you know what? I, I think I'm maybe getting ahead of myself in the hearts game, Celtic were robbed of a perfectly good goal. We'll, yeah. we'll come yeah. to that. Which came from Greg Taylor taking up a pretty good position and was called offside. Who scored a goal as well? Yeah, Danny Ralfes <laughs> uh, scored, <laughs> scored the other goal as well. So to me, there's nothing really going all that badly wrong with what the system is. It's just that we're toothless up front and making terrible mistakes at the back. And I don't know how you fix those with just adjusting the, the system at the moment.
3: If it was the case of individual errors and it was look, near Beaton's cost us four goals, but it's not, it's a different individual every time. So you're you're like, well, do I change my system? But what we're gonna do, because you've seen in the, the Hearts game, that's just their winning goal is a floated ball into the box in the last minute. What you need there is presence, a bit of height and physicality and people willing to go and win it. And Celtic don't have either any of them. You, you, you can't Ange Poster is a manager, he's not a miracle worker, he can't work in defence all day. Give his players miracle Grow, or give near Ton a set of balls. It's gone my, with my, these guys.
4: My problem here is, Stephen, um, managers at Celtic famously don't get time. Now, I don't yeah. mean time from the fans, although that is a thing. What I mean is time on the training pitch. Brendan Rogers himself complained, yeah. complained about the lack of time yeah. on the training pitch. There, there needs to be some... For, I mean, maybe in some perverse way, not having any European football this season might actually benefit Celtic because it'll give those extra hours on the training pitch, extra time to implement what he wants to implement. But I suppose it all comes back to the the main thing, Stephen, and that is he needs backed.
2: Yeah. Oh, aye. I, I mean, that, that, it goes without saying. That's that is the main complaint. We can talk to death about all the various permutations and all the various things that are going on at the club, but that's the number one thing. We just need better, fresh players in. It, it's like I suppose
4: to use a hackneyed Formula One analogy. It doesn't matter how good the, the driver is. You could have Lewis Hamilton, but if the car is unable to compete, yeah. then there's there's no point going to Lewis Hamilton drive faster. Oh, these fucking are shit. I've got half a tank of fuel. Like uh, the yeah. Other parts of cars don't work. I can't name them at the top of my head. <laughs> with with, with the steering <laughs> wheels bent. Smart plugs, that's a bit, isn't Aye. it? That's
2: a part. Aye. Um, but uh, My exhaust's rattling and nah. all that. Well, that's, that's a good point as well, because the infrastructure just simply isn't there. We can't go from... See, just because of a, a few bad results, right? We can't go from acknowledging... And debating to death the merits and importance, the the crucial nature of having a sporting director yeah. and all even a scouting department, a scouting department, a head of recruitment. We can't just talk to death about the importance of all these things and then a couple of results in, we kind of just turn around and say, well, it doesn't matter. We, the manager needs to get results. Like, it, it can't be as simple as that. We need all these things in place. And that comes as part of the... The rebuild and the the stuff that's just simply not happening quick enough. I understand that it might be difficult to get players. We had that discussion last week. It might be difficult to get players in in a prompt manner in term in time for qualifiers. But there's absolutely no reason whatsoever that you can't have staff in mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. That that those are employees. Those are guys who are looking for jobs who are looking to develop or, or change careers. And presumably, when
4: you lose a member of staff, um, as has been pointed out, they give a notice.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah exactly Look, that's, this is just a this is just a standard recruitment process it's not a case of scouting yeah, you don't they you know, buy them or yeah exactly you don't need work out like, like compensation yeah,
4: you, a... you, you should see your referent and just comment about when he was asked about whether he'll not get backroom staff in he said it's not so much backroom staff it's strength and conditioning coaching sports science yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Jack, Jack Naylor was Celtic's head of sports science he left just in the summer they went to Leipzig right mm. I mean Stephen discussed this in the, post, uh, the post-match reaction that's fine, that's a good opportunity for a guy from Celtic going there, he's been at big clubs before, but how long did it take Leipzig to see that's a guy and go and get him? It's not a month like it takes Celtic to do or two yeah, months, it's, they it's, went and got it's him. It's
4: probably more traditional than that, it's yeah. probably Leipzig post a job advert up somewhere or some agency get and he applies for it, hands in his 30 days notice to Celtic or his three months notice, Celtic know he's leaving, but Celtic are so focused on the one thing, getting the manager in, that they don't bother dealing yeah. with everything else.
3: And the... Um, Nicky Hammond left not long after. Well, he said he was leaving at the end of the season Mm. not long after Neil Lennon. He's now being replaced. But uh, another thing I was thinking of was we absolutely slaughtered, and I'm including us here, slaughtered Lee Congerton. (laughs) Couldn't get the players (laughs) in. Not good players. But then you're looking down at Leicester. Well, they've signed Ryan Bertrand. They've signed Pat Sundaka. I think they've signed somebody else. Mm. They did the same last season. Their season doesn't start for another couple of weeks. They signed these guys a month ago. So it's not... Lee Congerton, it's not. Leicester, it's Celtic. And then again, you're looking at it in the summer, he, I still think he's a bit of a pussy, but Eddie Howe, no wonder he didn't come to this because this is what he was going to walk into. Do you think he, it, somebody's going to put their reputation in the line that sort of knows the British game, speaks to the Celtic hierarchy and goes, you don't have a clue what they're doing because it's born out now. They don't have a clue what they're doing. They so, can't do deals. And, and this, is
4: the po- this is the point that I suppose it comes back to, right? So, I, I, I've had to be in my bonnet about this for the past couple of weeks and I've, I've spoken about it on the podcast about Don McKay's entrance and where's the big win? Where is where is the big win? It's just loss after loss after loss after loss. It's not getting players in. It's losing the Champions League. It's losing the hearts. It's the manager being frustrated. It's not having the backroom staff. It's players not being fit. It's players leaving at the end of their contracts. It's just like, it's bang, 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 bang. It's, it's like one after the other and what is annoying me a wee bit, especially after the Mittyland game, is that it's Ange Postecoglou? It's got to front up these questions, even though it's not his fault. And, and 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 we don't get to ask Ange questions because the Dom McKay and the club have introduced the sort of fan media outreach thing that we've been a part of. And the, what that amounts to is us getting invited onto a Zoom to ask one question to a guy, and then we get sent a, a terrible audio copy that's almost unusable. Yeah. It's almost I personally feeling it's it's feeling a wee bit like lip service. But we, where is Dom McKay? Dom McKay should have came out after Michael and went look. And it doesn't have to be a negative It can be a positive It can be look We're working bloody hard To get players in That was too soon But don't worry This club will be back You know He could, he could come out And say what we're trying to do But it's just like Loss Loss Managers frustrated Bad result And you think to yourself well, Somebody needs to put their finger In the dam here <laughs> Do you know what I mean <laughs> and, do, and do something it's, Because we're all getting agitated We're all getting pissed yeah. off and, and it's no based on nothing It's no You know It's it's based on the fact That the calamitous Clown coffee last season has just continued right into this
2: season. <laughs> just jumped back in. It started up the engine again.
4: And you think to yourself, "Wait, I thought this was meant to be new and exciting and new guys on board and, and it's feel sorry, it is Ange I feel sorry for. There's, and
2: myself.
3: And myself. There's <laughs> nothing changed apart from Ange and Dom and we spoke about this. So you're going like, Dom McKay, willing to give you a, a wee bit of time, but a month left in this transfer window and we've still got serious, serious surgery to do, do as well. But I was, I'm wondering like, Dom McKay's come in and it's looking like after the Hearts game and the Michelin game, the Celtic board went, oh, the peasants were right again. we we'll need to lock up the boards <laughs> the this week. Yeah. yeah. So, in Domicai, is he going in there and trying to change things, or is he going in? I think it's Celtic, when we it's just a mess so mm. the culture has to change and i don't think you can do that with one guy going in there he well, has the to thing. implement that we can, as well cuz he's the boss he's the he's the top of the tree is it, i oh, i'd like to know how it works because if he's saying this is how we're going to do it why is it not happening hmm.
4: If Don McKay wanted a button on his desk that he pressed and someone brought him a cold Diet Coke every day, he, he should be able to have it by the end of the week. That's how much of the boss he is.
2: Stop talking about Diet Coke. You've got a can on camera uh, as if well. I, as if as he, he wanted a I... nice,
4: cool, delicious uh, <laughs>
2: Diet Coke, mm, you should get it. <laughs> we we discussed this on one of our uh, Patreon properties, the Friday phone. We talked about this recently as well. I we'll to plug the
4: Patreon at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, again. Yeah.
2: Patreon.com um, slash 20-Minute times. <laughs> podcasts the Friday phone in which is officially our patrons favorite podcast Mm. but we we were talking about this and we wondered or I wondered rather I speculated about how easy it is to get everything past all the all the dusty old guys that are in the boardroom he do might be the boss but it might be like being a bit like the president of USA where you've got these ideas but you can't get it past the senate so you're you're consulting everything
4: needs to go by the board though like maybe not
2: the 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 the
4: fundamental day-to-day running changes the way things work within a business The CEO should be able to change it. If he wants to, I don't know, make massive changes to the structure of the the business or whatever, I'm sure that goes past the board. I don't know. I didn't do a business degree. But if he wants to speed things... If, for example, he wants to speed things up through transfers, and right now the process is it goes through 800 people and it's
3: taking a month, he should be able to change that.
4: If he wants to hire four scouts, he should be able to hire four scouts.
3: Isn't this what... We didn't want, we didn't want somebody micromanaging like Peter Law. We wanted, he's got a different job title. We wanted him to come in. I think the problem is that's get, what's needed now. We, well, we wanted him to come in and get the right people in to do these jobs, but there's nobody come in, so it's all the same people. And the thing and is, the same we, well, don't know what they're doing, but, but the same routine, the same thing they've been doing the whole time that's not been working, and they're still doing it, and we're sitting here. like this is getting worse and you're just sitting
4: there doing nothing. What was the two phrases Don McKay used at the press conference and communication, right? And so far, the communication from the club isn't good enough because we're sitting here, right? We're just fans and we we don't know any better than the majority of fans, right? Um, We just interpret what we see and give our opinion. That's what we do in this podcast and we're like, nothing's happening. The guy's not coming in. The manager's pissed off. So the club should be... You know, if the club do listen to this, but they should be going right. So that's kind of like how whatever. What Actually, that's the communication we are giving out because it looks like nothing's happening. It looks like things are getting worse. Not, you know, the club isn't necessarily regressing, but it looks if like there's a lot of the same old bad habits. The communication hasn't it really improved?
3: It is regressing as well, and it we're going out yeah, earlier and earlier every yeah, season. well true. Yeah. But we're, we're, a club in Europe we're not a European club anymore we're, we're not competing see this stuff about Celtic being a, I mean this is the I suppose we
4: could talk about this as well Stephen Celtic are a Champions League club and the, <laughs> the lights like like no offence no much as we want that to be the case Celtic uh, you seriously cannot call Celtic a Champions League club
2: well the, the one criteria for it is that you qualify for the competition yeah. and we can't do that for several years now so there's no debate over that at all we might be a Champions League club in terms of stature and history and all that, but that doesn't get you into the competition. No. That doesn't count for anything at all, as much as we we probably would like it to be. Rather than being uh, on telly, having a, a big TV deal and all that, but the fact is, no, Celtic are absolutely nowhere near the Champions League to to go out at the first available or the first you know possible juncture again into sitting and go, "Aye, but we're a Champions League yeah, club." Man, that no. is Just, would be ludicrous. Yeah. So no, there's no debate there.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to health care. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement
1: your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
4: Another person I feel sorry for, uh, melee Kal McGregor. That yep. goal was absolutely sublime. It should have been one of the great Celtic European goals. You'll be, you'll be lucky if MD remembers it <laughs> yeah. because of what happened.
3: It was an absolute cracker. You'd, you'd see on anywhere and you go, that's an absolute world-class finish. And Celtic were all right up to that point, but that gave us a wee bit of
2: spark and then it's a great goal and you're just like, that's going to be lost over the years now. It's amazing that like in five years' time, people will have totally forgotten that goal, but they will still be talking about how you missed a chance against Gladbach about yeah. three yeah. years <laughs> before. There's absolutely no justice in when the we world. Were a Champions League team. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: But then again, it's just that simple. One run off Greg Taylor and somebody scored mm-hmm. and... Celtic, n- nothing was really happening there that you were worried about, and then all of a sudden the me- momentum st- starts to shift. But it was that that wee moment where James Forrest had that chance, and although he's just come on the pitch, he should do better with it. They go up the pitch and score, and you can just feel that this isn't going to turn because I, I got the feeling that Ange was brought Forrest on. He should have made the difference. If we go two 0 up, I can't. Well, I can see he's see conceded a couple mm-hmm. of goals, but I think we would have been seen that out, and then he's turning round. He's like. How am I going to change this now? Because everything I've got's out there. I brought the one guy on that I feel can change it, and now we're we're up against it. We're going into extra time when we've not built up that match fitness, and you just felt it was sort of slipping away. And we we got it with Martin O'Neill at one point as well, where he was in a European match against Valerie Allen. We let in a goal, and he, he just turned around and It was like Jamie Smith and all that in mm-hmm. the bench, like you can't you can't do this to these young guys or these guys that aren't good enough so it just felt that like it was shifting away from celtic and there was nothing we could really do to stop it
2: i mean far from uh, I, I agree with you not not throwing these guys to the wolves when they when they're either young players or developing or whatever but quite aside from that you can't turn to them because no. they're, not, they're not good enough no. and I, I don't want to be terribly harsh there, but i'm just talking broadly about the state of the squad it's all very well us sitting at home and shouting about how I'll oh, make a sub. I can't believe it's got to X minute and we've not made a sub yet. But but is, but then you think about who's actually there? Who yeah. y- you have to make a sub that's going to freshen up the game in some way or turn the game in your favour and you have to have a certain level of talent in order to do that. Or a, a certain Yeti amount... and Rogic bouncing on exactly. f- running all over the place for you, giving you everything. A certain amount of urgency about <laughs> the style of your play. And Tom Rogic is absolutely not that. A Yeti, I was Desperate to do well this season, but it's just not started well. I was, I was bought up again, it's the exact same point as we made last week. I feel like uh, I, I don't want to apologize for being too positive at times, but you, I, I was on one of our Patreon podcasts, I think, just a reaction saying, Oh, a going to be a revelation this season, all he needs is just the right service, he's going to get goals, but then he's not been picked for a reason because yeah. as we've already discussed. Edward, all this—he's like, a thirty million pound player, all the talent in the world, the best player in Scotland, all these goals he scored, the ability to turn a game—it counts for nothing because he's not doing it anymore. It is over. That the well runneth dry yeah. with, with Edward. So, if he's if he's playing in that condition, and Ange isn't a stupid man, if no. he's watching odds Edward turn in these performances, and still doesn't he fancy a Yeti yeah. to, yeah. to, Tell to turn him you know. that? This, thing,
3: is, this is the third manager. In a season that's not picked Albina yeti yeah. Third manager so you can go He's no had a chance You earn that chance yeah, You earn definitely. that chance in training by putting in the work And he's obviously not doing it It's just another one that's not worked out for us And as you said Angie's turning around like, What can I do here and When it got to extra time you're like, Penalties was probably Celtic's best shout yeah. Or if they get a goal from somewhere Because you knew at some point Everything that's happened, the player's not being good enough, the confidence sapping away, can't make any changes, can't freshen up, tiredness kicking in, one of that back five is going to let Celtic down, or somebody's going to let Celtic down, and again, it was a set piece, didn't quite get it clear, and Turnbull just switches off for a second, the guy gets in behind him, and then when that goal goes in, you just think, this is gone, Yeah, this is gone. You
4: knew it at that point, and... you know, from 70 minutes on, Celtic didn't really look as if they were ever going to get back into the game. No. Extra time was a complete busted flush. It
2: actually could have been worse because they, and brought on a, a young boy, Lint, I think his name was, mm. who actually got on the end of a couple of chances and made a bit of an arse of both of them. He had a volley at the yeah. near post that just kind of went, that kind of sclaffed it wide. So, no, nah, the tide had well and truly turned just at that point.
3: when you mentioned that, and made subs and they all made a difference. And I thought that was the difference in the game because even though that's Celtic team, wasn't good enough. Isn't good enough to be put in, in the Champions League. They weren't they, they weren't they bad, but Mitchell and their subs changed the game mm-hmm. because they brought on a bit of emphasis, a bit of urgency, a bit of pace, and they got they got the result from it. Celtic's Celtic any sub Celtic made sort of hindered them mm-hmm. because the players aren't good enough or there's just. Nothing there, like taking guys off and bringing on Tom Rogic. It, I mean, it was one bit where Tom Rogic went to pay a, play a pass and he just telegraphed to the guy. and The, the guy just slid yeah. and just took it off him and he just put his head in his hands. And, Mate, it was a five-yard pass. <laughs> and that's the guy you're bringing on to save your Champions League hopes, yeah. a guy that's not contributed
2: really to Celtic's first team for two seasons now. No. Did they do a Samaras with that? Do you remember Samaras's oh my trick? God. Was he used to... He used to aim for the ball-shaped hole in the goalkeeper, mm. so he would, shoot, <laughs> sh- he would shoot there in any ke- goalkeeper's chest. And then his reaction would be like, I can't believe that keeper <laughs> has pulled off a save. Did Rogic do that with that pass? these five-yard pass. Salmon
3: asked for that. shooting in keepers, now maybe that's where he <laughs> <true>.
2: from. <laughs> and that brings us nicely
4: on to the Hearts game. Um, z- zero wins. <laughs> In the first three three competitive games for Andrew I've got to say I was a wee bit more annoyed at the manager On this game Some of the the selections to me were a bit odd I, I thought bringing back near Biton
3: Was a strange one given Stephen Welsh is a better centre-half than your bit on, Yeah, but again, it's the 120 minutes during the week, isn't it? You're asking a young guy, just flung him in there, but... I mean,
4: that didn't work out for near on. Pulled up a cramp about 70 minutes <laughs> yeah, in. I
3: know. <laughs> I, look, I, I wouldn't have beat on in the team, but looking at it before the game, you can maybe see it. it's a bit of height he's experienced, he knows what he's doing, maybe he can see he's maybe more of a guy that could help Starfelt get through the game. But yeah, then is that because that reach, Stephen? No, is that where that noise I, I, is? I'm trying here, but the at the end of the day, Aye. he's no good enough and he costs Celtic again and he's costing Celtic in every game he plays. Maybe it's just this sort of, to try and freshen up that back line, but I'd have had Welsh in as well. The big
4: debate Stephen post hearts was all about the goalkeeping situation. We don't need to go over the Celtic goalkeeping situation, but a lot of chat after the game about how Celtic were mad to let Craig Gordon go. The way I see it is at the time, letting Craig Gordon go was the correct decision. Yeah. Was the correct decision, although in hindsight it's turned out that Craig Gordon
2: might still be a better shot stopper than the two goalkeepers we've got. He is, he is a better shot stopper than the two keepers we've got. But if, I mean, I'd, the thing is, he's been playing the championship for the last year. I don't, yeah, and I don't and know. another
4: thing we need to remember sorry to talk over you, but we need to remember a lot of the people, especially in sports media, commenting on this will openly admit they're Craig Gordon's friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of people will go, you know, I'm friends with Craig Gordon, he's a really good guy. He, he wasn't treated well by Celtic, Celtic, you know, these there's, there's a bit of internal bias there, but even Celtic. Fans were saying, "Oh, we were daft to get rid of Dickry Gordon. I, I don't think we were at the time. Did they
2: not re- reject a contract though? Yeah. I'm pretty, massively
4: reduced though. To be fair, well, to him. I think it was. Ma- he, he I think was it was, was
3: choice at the time.
2: Wasn't was he on thirty-five or something as well? It like,
4: was. I think it was less than half of what he was getting paid, right, and well, he felt a bit.
2: A bit mistreated by Celtic at the time. Fair enough. I don't I don't really want to do him down for that because that must it might be a bit insulting to put in a little bit of service for a for a club or company yeah. and a, and be kind of slapped in the face like that. But ultimately this is how football works. Like, the clubs need to make these decisions eventually. given a guy at whether he was 34, 35, whatever age he was that, was he was maybe I mean, even older than that then giving a guy a, a, a good contract isn't always the the greatest of decisions we can't just continue to keep players in the fear that we'll not replace them because that's that's crazy right And scott brown's got yeah, mm. all these guys listed we can't we can't just go are, they, are, these, are these guys in their mid-30s, we should never never let them go because we've not replaced them. No, th- those two things are separate for me. You mm. should let guys in their mid-30s go, but you should replace them better. I know that's the <laughs> simplest thing in yeah. the world to say, but no, look, these, the people who talk about this, it's all very reactionary. Yeah, because the logic
4: follows. We go, Craig Gordon's getting old, so what old contract are we going to offer a 35-year-old? Okay, we'll offer, we did offer, Craig, Celtic We turn and say, well, we did offer Craig Gordon a contract. We did offer him one yeah. We also scouted And spent £5 million On a top class European Champions League Level goalkeeper From Athens Who was coming in To take Craig Gordon's place So Celtic would say Look our Okay that player turned out To be shy Ridic the goalkeeper That we've got but Celtic would say, "Well, we did
2: try and keep, and we did sign someone else." Look at the optics the other way around. Imagine Celtic had done that. We're not going to sign this five million pound Greek international yeah. goalkeeper who's played in the Champions League and all the other things oh, that people use. Imagine but, it. I, if, all the other things. Imagine that, people, that leaked out. Celtic had pulled out of a deal to sign uh, Vassilis
4: Barkas for five million pound for IEK Athens. Instead, of opted to keep Cape Gordon God, on it, a two year deal. People
2: would have exploded. The so Celtic can't have win. I, the, the world would have spun back the other way <laughs> if Celtic had done that. So uh, they can't really win in that regard. It's not. I mean, it is their fault that Barkas isn't a good goalkeeper, but you can't just cling on to these players Mm. indefinitely because you're never going to replace them. The, The thing with Craig Gordon is as well, much like a lot of these players, like Lustig, like Brown, like Johnny Hayes and all that, a lot of romanticisation goes on as oh, well. Craig Gordon yeah. had The most
3: a, howlers at any Celtic keeper I've seen in my life. Someone Apart from Barkas. Yeah. No, he's had more than Barkas. Well, had one more than Barcus. Barcus.
2: Forgive me for not knowing the, the Twitter handle, but someone put up a thread of all... Connor his Emma, was Was it, so. it something like that? It, but somebody put up a, a, a thread of all the absolute arses he'd made of things European in, in Europe. Yeah. Just in Europe. There was about 10 of them, so let's not get carried away. Craig Gordon was a decent keeper. He did a great job for Celtic, but... It's long gone. Let's let's try and it, move forward rather than It's just than that constantly. word
4: recruitment again, isn't it? And, t- yeah, in, yeah. In, you know, Celtic were... Somebody said on Sports Sound or something... I can't remember who it was. doesn't matter anyway. The point was, Nicky Hammond came and put a recruitment structure in place and then left. So, by all accounts, the recruitment structure at Celtic exists. Mm-hmm. I've got no confidence
3: in it, though.
2: No. No. no, no. None at all.
3: <laughs> and see, Craig Gordon, what did he do? He made two saves that he should have routine, made. Routine He saves, should have yeah. made those saves, but the fact is Celtic... The guy in the opposite goal can't make those saves. Craig Gordon saves that one, that that John Souter header, because he'd probably be positioned right. But Celtic don't have that. And that's why this is sort of blown out of proportion. Craig Gordon wasn't going to stay at Celtic. He wasn't going to get a game. He's not played football for so long. He wants to prolong his career. Fine. But to say we need Craig Gordon, it's again just... We need a good goalie. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool all that? it. Yeah,
4: it doesn't have to be Craig Gordon. Yeah. You said, Stephen, on the live match build-up that we do... Now, this is where I'm going to plug the Patreon. Patreon.com slash 20-Minute Tims is a great way for you to support this podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you would have heard us speak about the Patreon. Patreon.com slash 20-Minute Tims is a great way to check it out. That's the reason we're here on YouTube, for the support of our patrons. And in exchange for that support, what we do is give you hours and hours of additional content. Actually, we released a five hundred, five hundred. Celtic ruined that. Celtic yeah.
2: ruined that. Their their match reaction to the Hearts game was the 500th, Just podcast alone, yeah. that doesn't even include videos and writing from our our contributors Ryan and Tom and all that. So that that was yeah, five hundred episodes. Five
4: hundred podcasts have been on the Patreon. We've got the Colts covered this season. We're going every Colts game. We do live build up for the matches so you can come and join us and, and take part in that we do reaction podcasts we've got a few more announcements coming throughout the season for when we're allowed back into the stadium some really good interesting content coming there we've got writing videos podcasts we we cover it all and it's all on patreon.com women's
3: game as well covered this year Yeah, women's game
4: covered this year patreon.com slash 20 minute times it starts at two pounds fifty a month or thereabouts to support us but as i say many tiers there for whatever level that you're comfortable with check it out now stephen Gary McKay-Steven, I believe you two on the build-up to the Hearts game said... King Pussy, I called him. You called him King Pussy. He must have been watching it because he's a patron. They
2: pinned, they pinned that video up <laughs> on the dressing room wall. Do you hear what this guy's saying about you? That, that's all the motivation they needed was um, merely calling him that.
4: You, Steven, said,
2: I believe, something along the lines of don't let Gary McKay-Steven score. <laughs> I saw something like that. Uh, I mean, it would, it would only be... Uh, written in the stars for Craig Gordon to make two routine saves at Mm. the end and for that to be the the narrative of a game and for Gary mckay Stephen to come back and haunt us. My my
4: point is, though, aside from all this, and I'm going to ask the same question that asked about the Midland game, Hearts are the newly promoted side.
2: Surely, surely the manager here, Stephen, could come up with some way to beat Hearts. Come on. Yes, yes, you're you're absolutely right. But again, I I just look at the team and it's just... It's not ready. It's not there. It's, I mean... the we... Forrest, Turnbull, a badder three and a half million quid probably cost more than the whole Hearts team himself. Yeah. McGregor,
3: yeah. Starfield. Put it all together. But it's, <laughs> Why
4: is he picking Starfield? The guy spent the last week in a bloody hotel room on exercise bike well, himself. You you don't want Beaton.
3: Well, yeah. Beaton played as well. So, so
4: Beaton have... in Welsh. Yes, or, or Starfield and Welsh. You we didn't have to play an unfit, unready Starfield and a Beaton that was obviously unfit and we know isn't ready.
3: You can name all these individual players, but that's not factoring in that whoever we put at the back, they've got all got a mistake in them.
4: Starfield is rotten. That was a horror show.
3: Yeah, so he made a mistake and he's meant to be the new guy that's meant to do that. Despite mm-hmm. only training with his team on Friday, we had to bring on Kyogo, who'd only met the team on Saturday yeah, morning. That was, a, that was a Hail
4: Mary. That yeah. was, that was yeah. equivalent to Shane Duffy up front.
3: <laughs> and this is where we are because we've got this back line of the back five, including the keeper, that have all got a mistake in them. We're then into midfield where if Turnbull and McGregor don't, don't uh, perform, Celtic don't quite tick up front. We've got guys that aren't that aren't scoring goals or main strikers, can't hit a barn door. Add to that the confidence, add all that together. And on that team on paper doesn't look as good anymore. It's the we, matches still there to be won. You can't just look at a team and go, surely I can beat that team. That's not how football's played. I know,
4: but th- there have to be questions asked, Stephen, We can't just sit here and go, Oh, we're never gonna beat ND ever again until <laughs> no, until like not. the players come in. You, yeah. you look at these games and you go bit on was for me bit on was a mistake <laughs> playing Beton on was a mistake the Odds and Edward thing I saw someone tweet something recently it's like can we have a grown up conversation now about Odds and Edward you know I know there are like tropes and things that you don't necessarily want to attribute to players but for me Odds and Edwards Edward is a guy that Call it disinterested Call it head is elsewhere Call it hashtag heads gone He might be trying his best But he just can't focus Because his mind is elsewhere And what moves Or he doesn't want to get injured But there is something Wrong with Odson
2: Oh definitely And it doesn't really matter the reason anymore it's just we, we need to accept that it's over with Odds and Eduard we need to get him shifted at the door as quickly as possible and it's easier said than done you can't just ring up clubs and say we're going to take this guy off our hands because they'll say we'll, we'll give you one... that's how we get our players <laughs> <even>. <laughs> we'll give you one million pounds for Rodson Edward if we come up coming up with that attitude but it's not working anymore. I mean, even I'll give him the vast, the benefit of the vast doubt rather, mm. um, and say that even in the best case scenario, even if it's just bad form, it's because he's been at Celtic too long. It's yeah. because he's just. You mean like the it, almost, the why doesn't he matter anymore? No, no, no it doesn't. It, it, it's over with Otis and Edward. Any notion, and I know it's a common thing to say, oh, just get another season at him. And there's this, there's this wee, there's this wee sentence in the middle of all that that just says, Just getting motivated, and I'm like, well,
3: trying that
4: for two seasons, it's it's not how it works. The guy's getting paid probably about 25 grand it's, a week if that's me, not motivating well, them, the, the idea of getting 40 or 50 or 60 down the road is probably
2: motivating them. even at that it's that, that's just not how it works yeah. you don't just choose to motivate a player that we, because there's nothing to should offer should he though should, should Odson Edward be putting in better performances oh
4: 100% yeah yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we've seen Eric Sviachenko I mean, are, we, are he, we
2: giving he, him a free pass here are we no, just I,
4: accepting I, that things are shite at Celtic and do whatever he wants should no, he be putting I'm, in a I'm better the I'm yeah.
2: the, my point is the opposite I don't care anymore it's just it's over we just need to get rid of him it's I don't care if he's unmotivated or if he's just in bad form or whatever. I am firmly of the view that he's just been at Celtic too long and keeping a guy like that already a
4: season. He's the sainted one, isn't he,
2: a bit, Melly? He seems to be free from any sort of criticism. If he puts in
4: a bad performance, it's no Odson's fault. It's because, you know, the team are rubbish or the team Mm. are bad or he's unmotivated or he's been at Celtic too long. Surely, you know, if, if... Take James Forrest. I gave James Forrest Pelters recently. I'm getting a wee bit sick of James Forrest. I think he's been at the club too long. Don't think... I think he could be easily replaced by a much better player, James Forrest. I think we just accept James Forrest as a Celtic player because he's hung about so long. Oh, But he gets vastly criticised for some of the performances he puts in. Other players do, but Odson Edward seems to be free from any sort of criticism.
3: I think that's sort of changed recently and even the the Michelin game last week, that was a disgrace from him. I've, I've mentioned it before, but... What I always say is, if you're having a bad game, you make sure the guy you're up against has yeah. a as equally a bad game. He was up against Eric Fiaccenko, who we all know well as Celtic fans because we've seen him. It wasn't good enough. He wasn't physical enough, and. It just wasn't strong enough, yet he absolutely bossed Odson Edward. If it had been a guy we don't know, he could go, maybe he's a good defender, but he beat Odson Edward in the air every time he was there If every first ball. He was quicker than him. He'd done everything better than Odson Edward, and we know Eric Sviachenko isn't that great a defender. Mm. So that performance from Edward midweek was a disgrace, and I don't like saying that about players because it just looked like Nothing was happening for him But if nothing's happening for you You work harder To try and make something happen for you and I know, don't think he's done that know
4: Odds and Edward Stephen As a player that cannot win games On his own for Celtic But the amount of times When he was fit and firing And back at his full motivated best we knew you could give him the game and he would terrorise
2: defences. Yeah, he pissed this league. It was far too good for him. I think that's the first time I've ever heard that series of words said about anyone other than Lee, Lee Griffiths. Griffiths and yeah. it's, it's starting to have shades of that. Do you know what? It's like it's starting to have shades of the Griffiths debate because it is, yeah, it's... Yeah, you're
4: right. Let me just correct myself. I, I I didn't say this, but I have no time for
2: if we can just get him fit right, and in again. That means nothing. No, it, and it's exactly what I was about to say. It's like th- there's no more merit in just getting motivated than there is mm. just getting fit because that's the one thing that's missing that's the key thing that is missing from all this the fitness is gone and the motivation is gone so uh, you could say that better you could say
4: oh, R- Ronaldinho wants to make a comeback at the age oh, well if we could get him fit and firing again and practice <laughs> yes, Barcelona best
2: they'd be brilliant for us yeah I, I, no doubt but actually the, the Hearts game the Hearts game was a, was a disappointment you see when I was watching I had tears in my eyes Jamie. I had nice. tears in my eyes and they weren't tears we of joy been- or oh. happiness they were tears of disgrace <laughs> <laughs> Tears of disgrace, tears tears of disgrace. (laughs) Okay, but but, uh, it was a disappointment again, though. I felt like Celtic didn't play absolutely terribly, it wasn't bad. And do you know what? There's there's this weird trope about Scottish football, maybe it's broader than Scottish football, maybe it's in English as well. I don't, I don't know, or particularly care, but there's a weird (laughs) thing that. You're not allowed to talk about how bad the refs are because you know if you if you talk about how bad the refs are, Hugh Evans will slag you or something like that. But I'm afraid it's a a perfectly valid point here. We usually take the the kind of view that we should only really do it after we've won because Mm. it just looks better. The the, you look as you look less like you're coming from a point of view of bitterness when you do yeah. it after you've won. But I'm sorry, look, this this is unacceptable now. Uh, yeah.
4: so, so yes, last season we spoke about how many retrospective red cards Rangers got from games where they're basically allowed to commit fouls on the day, win the match, and we'll deal with the red cards later. Yeah. And people saying, well, that's a retrospective red card for Andy Halliday. And I, I, I saw an English player, I can't remember who it was, he said last week that he got incorrectly sent off for a thing. He says, well, I miss a game, but the ref never misses a game. And that's that is we need to maybe look at something like this. That was an awful decision from uh, from from yeah. Bobby Madden. a ter- terrible decision from a referee who really rates himself. He obviously oh, yeah. thinks he's a top class ref. He obviously didn't want to send off his podcast pal no. Andy <laughs> Halliday. He didn't want to get him sent off. No. It, th- that was clear but what one thing that kind of annoyed me a wee bit was Callum McGregor was the only one that really protested about it. Mm. The, the the whole Celtic team should have been up and up, up in arms about that. But I saw the young man from um, BBC's the terrace um, I can't remember which one it was, maybe Craig Fowler, he was saying, you know, the heart. he's a Hearts fan and yeah. he was saying, um, oh, what's this? Celtic fans are annoyed at a conspiracy theory now just because it's not a conspiracy theory that sent Hearts down so they could win. And I just thought, is this what has happened? Is this what we're, we're happy now to accept awful refereeing decisions, blatantly awful ones, provided it happens the Celtic or ran <laughs> to your club? Oh, I mean, that... that uh, He'll that not is... listen anymore, by the way. What? He'll not listen anymore. Oh, he will. He's a big fan. But I just thought to myself, no, no, what you should be doing or what MD should be doing is going, okay, there's a plainly obvious referee and fuck up. We, let's talk about it. The
3: the Halliday one, probably a booking for me more than a red card. Shocking challenge, mm, yeah. but... not. Did you did... see him
4: cup his ears? Did you see holiday cup his ears? Yeah. Oh,
3: no Celtic fans in the ground, only Hearts <laughs> fans. The man is dumb.
4: He just cup no. his ears to his own fans after the game. I was like, what are you doing, Andy Halliday?
3: So you've got that where... He doesn't get booked. Not a booking for that challenge. It's wild. Bobby Madden, you can see in the pictures looking at it. We have the goal disallowed where there's two players playing him on side, and he's not even close to being offside. Yeah. If anything, he's his hands off side if anything so that was a complete guess but,
4: I get, but you've t- that's very important that's something that yeah. I, not a lot of people talk about enough it's just a guess but at least al- just
3: guessed but also I, I watched the highlights of the games over the weekend and I, I watched that Hibs-Motherwell game yesterday there was a blatant penalty for Hibs where a guy just got shoved in the back mm-hmm. told to get up by the ref we had the Dundee game where St Mirren get a penalty, which is very debatable. We had the Rangers game where they had four guys offside for one yeah. of their goals. Oh, and this, less, this is than the first team, first less than half their team, Mel. It's less than half their team. First weekend of the season and every single game you've seen referees all over the place. You can say I don't think Celtic get a lot of decisions, but the refs in this country are terrible. They're just Absolutely at their night and goal. that. shocking.
2: Yeah, that, 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 the point on guessing is a very valid one because you're, you're not supposed to sort of... Like you, you shouldn't be making guesses at all, but that was one of those ones where even with the benefit of replays, even with the benefit of stills, it looked as if at most you would have like the corner of your shirt was yeah. offside or something like that. But that's that's a VAR-based argument, right? That, yeah. That's only when VAR comes into play. Where you, you start drawing lines and it's, oh, his armpit's slightly offside, his kneecap's offside there. You can't just take a punt at it from the other side of the pitch. He's the far side, yeah, so yeah. he's got
3: four, the heart's back four across his eye line as yeah. well, and he's still calling Greg Taylor <laughs> offside. And that was a massive decision in the game because Celtic got they let in the goal, which again was comical defending. Yep. Starfelt didn't cover himself in any glory, and that gives Hearts something to hold on to. But watching the game, Celtic had ridiculous amount of possession, and the, even the commentators in the game eh, remarked on it, saying Hearts fans behind us are getting very touchy; they are going wild because they're just sitting in. There was one point where Celtic had a goal kick; the two centre halves were inside or just outside the box. And there was no Hearts player in Celtic's half from Celtic's goal kick. They just retreated right back. Mm -hmm. And that's all they'd done in that game. And then they get the winning goal in the last minute. Okay, they got the goal. They sat in. They lost a goal. Celtic should have went 2-1 up. And then they get a goal in the last minute from a set piece. And then it's... Brilliant performance from Hearts. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. They yeah. it should. Celtic didn't deserve to win the game, but they probably didn't deserve to lose. It's just the terrible individual mistakes again. But to change this around about Hearts and Craig Gordon wonder saves. Yes, there were good saves, but he should make them. They get a goal from that because of Celtic's poor defending again, and the whole complexion of it changed. Where if you, I know it's a big thing, but take out that goal in the first ten minutes. Hearts were terrible in that half And had nothing But this is but the... Celtic are chasing a game Because they've made an individual mistake again And
4: this is where it all comes back to The communication The preparation The work behind the scenes See, Celtic could qualify for the Champions League midweek And we were starting to get some good players in and we drop points that you wouldn't have this on top of piling on top, no, piling on it's top, piling extra, on top. Yeah. And then once again, Ange Postacoglu is wheeled out post-match. I know managers have to do post-match, basically get one arm tied behind his back. And then the guy's off to a, a, a pretty, you know, if you just looked at the, the result, a pretty poor start of Celtic manager. No, yeah. no, no, no oh, winning yeah.
2: his first yeah. three competitive games. No, no, there's no addressing it all, but it's a poor start. Honestly, even with, with the, Hearts, the Hearts game, I still don't think it was a particularly bad performance for other reasons we've already spoken about, but... Here's a worry. Here's a Mm -hmm. worry with hearts. In the spine of the team. I think Hearts had a better player. Yeah. Man for man, I think Hearts had better players than Celtic did. And that's a concern for a newly promoted team. Now, I may be overreacting based on one performance here, but the the, the, the spine... Sorry about Andy Halliday. (laughs) Oh, no. The spine, very specifically, I mean, goalkeeper, centre-half, midfielder, Mm -hmm. centre-forward, just uh, purely on the performances of that game. Gordon was the best keeper on the pitch, no doubt about it. Suter, it's not even a contest. The The guy they've got on a sign from Everton Banning Gimie I think absolutely. his name is, was absolutely strolled it and even Liam Boyce Liam Boyce managed yep. to turn in a better performance than anything we've got in attack which is remarkable so that's that's a concern that's hey, a concern
4: we've got, uh, we've got the we've got the Huns in about four weeks Melly. we're not going to be ready for that are we
3: no we're not and we're already three points behind it's a home game for them so they'll expect to win but what Stephen saying correctly. correct the spinier team is huge nowadays, but also when Celtic were conceding goal after goal from set pieces last year, we knew we had to do something about it. And then looking at the team at the weekend, you've got a keeper who's not good enough, who's not commanding, and doesn't save shots. Ralston, all right, he played well, good goal as well. We can come on to that, but then you're looking at the rest of the team. Scott Bain, he's a wee guy. No, mm. I'm not talking about height, physic. I'm talking about height, physicality, and, mentality. Right. mentality more than anything else. Scott Bain, wee guy. You had Near Beaton, the weeest of wee guys. We've got Greg got, Taylor. We
4: have discussed this before. Like the the profile of the team is all very. Yeah, it's
3: not been addressed again. Yeah. So then all your all your work you're doing. Where if so Celtic go into a game and any defence don't make any mistake, they get a goal. All it takes is a simple free kick into the box and it could be chaos again. So, But the point is, they haven't done anything to the rest of it. So the defence can all make individual mistakes. One ball into the box can cost a goal. And then when you've misfiring strikers, it's it's all just adding into this. And then and, what you're saying about Cal McGregor as well, the only guy that went up to Bobby Madden, there's nobody in there that is willing to, I'm not talking about tackles, but there's nobody there that's going yeah, to...
4: where's the Lustig? Where's the Hayes? Where's the Browns? Where's the big characters? There's nobody that's there mean?
3: that's going to Put their foot in or be that have that mentality or that presence to go, do you know what? This game needs something. That boy in centre mid for Heart's done it. Sorrow can't do it. Mm. But David Turnbull is still a young guy as well, playing his first full season as a Celtic player. Then up front, we've got Forrest. He's a wee guy. Edward, crosses flashing across the box that he doesn't want to go in header. It's all over the place. You've only got maybe McGregor and hopefully Starfield
2: will go on to have a bit of presence. I, I think Stafford was quite good, by the way, in this game. I know that maybe he started
4: badly. He, he, he grew into the game. He Started the game.
2: Absolute shocker defensively for the for the goal. But I think I saw enough of him to make him it made me slightly encouraged for the way he's going to play. I thought he, he took control of things. He had a lot of the ball. Yeah. An awful lot of the ball.
3: Most he, touches of any Celtic is player.
2: That, is that right? Well, I, that doesn't surprise me. I hadn't read that, but I I'm, I'm not surprised at that. But he looks to make or it looks to at least attempt quite sharp, crisp passes. He tries to keep the ball moving quite quickly. It's uh, far from an ideal start, much like most of the mm. the team and the manager, let's face it. But uh, I'm, I'm encouraged by what I saw. I, he looks like, uh, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he looks like he's hopefully going to be the kind of leader back yeah, there that we, we do, desperately we, need.
4: We definitely do. We definitely do need some leaders in that team. And it's something that we discussed on the scouting podcast on Patreon about player profile, squad yeah, profile, yeah. it's more than just the attributes, it's more than just the stats, it's more than just the video, it's watching these guys during the game, can they take leadership, are they aggressive, what's their personality like?
3: The th- Things are changing on a game-to-game basis as well, because judging by the last couple of games, Tony Ralston is a better player than Greg Taylor. Mm. He- he's given 100%, he's not good enough, but he's given 100% and he's making a contribution in games, whereas Greg Taylor isn't, so now I'm saying is left-back more a priority than right-back? No, back?
4: we absolutely cannot, no. I'm not I'm not even having it on the podcast. Tony Ralston went on loan to two lower SPFL clubs. He's, not, he's club not good enough, but... It, none of them wanted him. It's, it's a pressing situation that the left-back... buy them have, both their money's there. Yeah. we just got... God knows it, how much money in. We've got a billionaire that owns the club, but he's a, he's not he, gonna put he's a literal in. billionaire. Billionaires are firing himself into space now. <laughs> he can go and get a left-back and a couple of full-backs for Celtic.
3: But also then, when you move further on, you're looking like... I'm, I've not been sure of sorrow for a, a while, but... Now it's saying oh, Celtic need a centre they midfielder do, but
4: these are the facts We just need them
3: A couple of weeks ago We weren't sure if we needed a goalkeeper Now we definitely need a goalkeeper So are all, they're, game they're, to game basis Everything is changing They are us.
4: all priorities All these positions are priorities All of them Right back, left back, centre half Goalkeeper, striker. Straight, all priorities um, Central midfielder's probably a priority We let one central midfielder go um, In Olivier and Cham He was pictured well Celtic we were playing in Europe He was just sitting in the stand Watching Marseille Having a right, <laughs> old, <laughs> right old time mate. City break in like, this? Lovely um, Olivia and Cham signed a contract in 2018 That the Celtic website said Keeps him at the, him at the club Until at least the summer of 2022 Now hmm. This is the summer of 2021 uh, And it was announced that On the Celtic website That Olivia and Cham has left Because his contract ran out Now some people on Twitter were saying That final year The third to fourth year Was an option for both parties but that, the option starts in the 1st of
3: July, not yeah, August.
4: That doesn't quite stack up mm. to the phrase at least the summer of 2022. There's been talk of a long time that Olivier and Cham was upset at Celtic. Not so long ago, we were knocking back 12, 13 or whatever million euro bids for, for Port Road because we decided to keep them. Chris Boyd, of all people, made a big song and dance about how frustrated and upset Odds and Edward was and how he was basically in a huff. and st- he
3: called him a troublemaker, didn't
4: he? I called him Odds and Edward there. Uh, <laughs> I meant eh, Olivier and Cham. Um, he called him a troublemaker, said he was pretty upset about the whole situation. I can't really remember the timeline of events, but it seems that since it seems that he's not really performed for Celtic since we knocked back these bids it seems that in retrospect there was maybe something in these rumours Stephen but also it seems that he's maybe told the club that he's no coming back let's work
2: out a deal from a player let's let him go I don't think it's particularly uncommon for a player for that to happen to a player we'll just sort of mutually exclusive this this in the bin right yeah. now um, I, I think from memory I think the Chris Boyd thing was a long time ago I think he's probably won a couple of leagues since then and he's and signed he's, that
3: contract after it yeah right You signed the contract oh, did after it right? I'd that.
2: completely forgotten about the time frame thank fuck Chris Boyd was right then <laughs> <laughs> and he has performed since then there um, was much like there's a lot of romanticising of former players and how good they were and how they were basically flawless. I think it's the opposite as we're in Cham. Has he lived up to the potential he showed when he signed? Not no, no, not, not at all. But has he been good for Celtic? I, I would say you know, spells, in, yeah, in spells he definitely has. And I've said it before as well, but towards the end of the, the nine in a row, was it, when we switched to the, the formation and all the chat was about Griffiths and Edwards making that work. And Cham was a big part of that yeah. as well. That wasn't all that long ago. He played really well in that, that period where that, that formation, the three five two really started working. So mm-hmm. overall, a bit of a disappointment because I think from memory, we were all talking about how this guy could go and be like the best player in Scotland. Like yeah. He should really be taking control of games and really yeah. stamping his authority. And he did
4: look that in some games. I remember definitely the, did. Was it the Rangers game at
2: Celtic Park? Great, yeah, against the Huns. Winner, Great against the Huns on a couple of occasions and had a couple of decent performances in Europe and we'll always sure. have Rome, of course. Yeah, yeah that's a, a big, big goal. Massive Celtic goal, of course, in the, the recent history. But, yeah, overall a bit of a disappointment. It's it's fizzled out as well. There's been a lot of wrangling a, a wee bit on online about how you know Celtic are getting a bit kind of blamed for not getting money for him, but I'm just like, what is he? What yeah. could he possibly be worth yeah. now? He's not saving money, no paying his wages for the next year, exactly. He's not played this season, he's been out on loan. He's clearly not part of the plans. If you were to take Enchant to the open market, you'd get a million for him or yeah. something like that. If he's, he's in his last year, rookie. yeah, so if a million, 850 grand a million for Olivia Cham, the gamble there is keeping him for a year and having to pay him that. Yeah. So th- th- I've got no problem with Celtic just cutting that loss and just being like, right, in, we'll in take we will be.
3: Sinclair gave him a one year deal, didn't play him, and then let him go in January.
2: Exactly,
4: (laughs) exactly. Look, for me, and Cham never really improved when he came to Celtic. You said didn't live up to hype, he came, he, he contributed he seems to be the player that he always is and he seems to lose interest playing for Celtic. He always wanted to move abroad, which is, you know, it's fine. That's what we sell these players. Yeah. We sell them the Champions League dream. We say, come to Celtic, we'll put you in the shop window, we'll put you in the European window, then you'll get the big move. And then a lot of it is just no transpired for a couple of guys and then Cham's one of them. Been here far too long. He's yeah. been here far, far too long. What is, that'll be
2: his before seasons. Yeah. He's been there as so, no, well. It just... took him
4: a season to break through,
2: hmm. but he, um, nev- he never really
4: never really made the position his own. I'm not going to miss Olivier and No, nah,
2: nah. I
3: think he's been decent in spells, as Stephen said, but I always wanted more from him. I just felt he was always sort of on the cusp of being the player you think he should be, but it's been too long now. It's been too long. There's been too many different managers who couldn't get it out of him, and it's just time to move on. We should have been moved on probably two seasons ago because that's the way football works. That's the way Celtic should be working, but we didn't do it. I still would have quite liked to see him in a midfield without Scott Brown, him, McGregor, and... Turnbull might have mm. been decent, but it's, I'm not going to lose any sleep over him. But it's another guy that we either are not going to replace, but we have to.
4: Well, there's plenty of work to be done still. The more, as you see, Millie, it changes our a game-by-game basis. Every time we watch Celtic at, at the moment, it seems like we've found another position that we need to strengthen. And poor old down is the one. Boxing with one arm tied behind <laughs> his back. Next up for Celtic, first home game, Dundee we need to get a win. (laughs) Boy, Ech before that as well. Well, of course, Jablon before that um, and then if we beat Jablon AZ Altmar away has finished third Mm. in the Dutch league last year. So it looks like Europa League's not going to happen either which just brings into focus how important the Midland game was because we wouldn't be contending with this. So it's the Europa Conference League potentially for us which would be nice because we could potentially be the first team to win the Europa Conference League I don't know the standard of that
2: But you know Drop Aberdeen in it oh, yeah. Right It's like that meme of uh, Is it Paul Rudd Well look at us Ah uh, yeah Who, no, who it? I. Scott Brown scores a
4: winner Sticks us out today <laughs> And on that bombshell We shall wrap up this episode Of 20 Minute Tims I just want to thank you so much For listening Thanks to everyone who Supports us on Patreon You can check that out Patreon.com Slash 20 Minute Tims Stephen Would you like to say goodbye
2: Why I would Jeremy, Yes would. Goodbye folks
4: Melly would you like to Take the floor and say goodbye Goodbye